Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. Thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome our guest, Peter Mothy, Vice President at Flexible Plan Investments, a tactical investment manager since 1981, with over 100 active tactical strategies for advisors. He speaks to us from their headquarters out of beautiful Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Peter, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thanks, Charlie. It's nice to be with you today. So, Peter, your career started in the mid-1970s in the financial industry as an independent market maker on the Chicago Board of Options Exchange right out of college. You helped make several firms successful over the years. You worked with John Malden for several years to develop his various companies, and you have given back to the industry by serving in le many leadership positions of the National Association of Active Investment Managers. So give us a brief background of yours here, Peter. I traded my way through school, and after school did buy a seat on the Chicago Board Options Exchange at the age of 23 and became an independent market maker. Since then, I've been involved in the investment industry either as a partner or as an executive in domestic as well as global investment management firms that traded pretty much anything that had a price, traded equities, bonds, options, futures, and currencies. So it's a comfortable place for me to be, and once you get into the trading side of this business, uh, anything that's liquid becomes a, an opportunity for profit. Okay, and we hope that, that that works well for you. So uh, tell us about Flexible Plan Investments. So we're going to refer to it hereafter as FPI. FPI was started by Jerry Wagner in 1981. He was of the belief that there were no active managers that met his satisfaction back then. And that was true for his own investment style. Because back in those days, passive investing was even more prevalent than it is today. So Jerry, being the pioneer that he is, started Flexible Plan Investments, began the early days of computerized investing. Uh, Jerry believed in rules-based investing to take the emotion out of it. Through the 36 years of Flexible Plan Investments, we now uh, have over 100 employees. We manage over 20,000 client accounts. And we have the 100-plus strategies that you mentioned on our intro today. All of those are actively managed strategies that cover the uh, world of asset classes, uh, as well as different time frames, meaning short, intermediate, as well as long term. So, uh, Peter, when people think of active investment uh, strategies, as you have mentioned, they typically think of the big mutual fund companies who are using fundamental analysis to find the best uh, growth stocks, large cap, small cap, whatever it is, kinds of stocks. But you guys take active management to another level. Briefly describe how you take that to a more advanced or another level here. Yes, in the mutual fund industry that, that many people are most familiar with, mutual funds have a, uh, a very restrictive guide that they must follow in, in their portfolio investing. If you're a large cap fund, then you, the portfolio manager is restricted to just large cap equities in this particular case. 
typically also is restricted to only being long or owning equities. Typically has to be nearly fully invested as opposed to having any defensive capabilities within the portfolio. Same thing can be said for whether it's an international equity fund or a fixed income fund. On the other hand, we at Flexible Plan develop strategies that may be tailored to a specific asset class, if you will, stocks or bonds or alternative investments. But we believe that the portfolio should be struck, constructed with a set of rules that allow for the portfolio to become invested when the time is appropriate, allow to have defensive measures taken, whether it's going to a less invested position or an uninvested position, and in some cases, some of our strategies even will go inverse or in a position that will allow them to profit from a declining price. And all of our portfolios are structured that way. They're all of our strategies are constructed that way. And then Flexible Plan's real expertise comes in combining those various strategies into a single portfolio, uh, dependent on each client's particular needs. So you guys are not constrained by the normal requirements of mutual funds. Again, to be fully invested, you may be only partially invested at some time and have a significant portion in cash, correct? Precisely. Okay. In other words, we take the client's objective, both in terms of risk and return objectives, and then we craft the portfolio and use whatever measures in terms of being invested or defensive or, or inversely invested that is necessary to achieve those goals for the investor. We are not pegged into a specific round hole or a square hole in, in order to be restricted to investing only in a certain way. And you do this through separately managed accounts? We do and separately managed accounts, whether they're retirement accounts or non-retirement accounts. And uh, you guys have been doing this since 81, and this has been the structure during that entire time. Yes, but the markets have changed so much over that period of time and almost all in favor of the individual investor. The individual investor today has available to them tools and investment vehicles that were never available to the average investor until, let's say, 20 years ago. Included in that are instruments that allow the investor the opportunity to use leverage under certain circumstances or allow the investor to be inverse a particular market or sector. Those tools historically have been reserved only for the large institutional and proprietary capital traders of the world. But investors have just recently, in the last decade or so, been the beneficiaries of the expansion of those vehicles. So let's talk for, for a minute here, Peter, about uh, the, the elephant in the room here, which is active investment management versus passive investment management. So Jack Bogle, who started Vanguard, uh, David Swenson, who is the, uh, the guru at Yale University, who's always quoted in the institutional marketplace, uh, Tony Robbins, who doesn't know much about investing, but who wrote a best-selling book on it, and even Warren Buffett has weighed in, all saying that passive investment management for the private investor is better than trying to, fix, to find and pick a good active investment manager. So, how do you respond to that? 
Well, the, the debate is really a philosophical one, and it's important to realize that people either believe in being passive or not. And the belief system of the active investor is that nothing gets better by doing nothing. So in other words, the, your health doesn't get better, your relationships don't get better, your car doesn't get better, your life doesn't get better by doing nothing. So why would your portfolio be the only thing of importance in your life that would get better by doing nothing? So the active investor does not profess to talk about trading per se. The active investor has the belief, the fundamental belief, that there are times to be opportunistic and there are times to be protective of one's investment capital. Now, that's the, uh, that's the debate in simplistic terms. In, in real terms in the industry, what happens is being passive is easy to teach. There's nothing to learn because you're not doing anything. And that's why, so for example, passive investing, were, passive investors were the largest holders of Enron when it went out of business, Lehman Brothers when it went out of business. Uh, countrywide mortgage when it went out of business when you do nothing that's what sometimes you have to deal with active investors had the opportunity to sell those investments long before they became worthless so what I hear you it's saying is today uh, what I hear you saying is that really for people to invest into an index such as S&P 500 or uh, you know the Dow Jones or whatever index it is is that they're doing two things one is they are not, they're really doing nothing for risk management or anything like that, or, or to select the, the appropriate or best opportunity of investment. And number two, they're picking the cheapest. And what you're saying is we don't use that logic when we pick, or when we have a toothache and we pick a dentist, we do something about it, and we don't necessarily pick the least expensive dentist in the poorest part of town who doesn't speak English. And when we pick an attorney, when we pick a physician, we pick people that we're comfortable with, confident in, and the like. And uh, so we should do the same kind of thing in the world of investing. Is that, is that what you're saying? Very much so. It, when you buy the cheapest of something, that's fine if, you, if that's giving you the value you seek. For example, we can talk even about cars. Going from point A to point B does not require one to buy anything other than the most basic of transportation. But almost nobody buys the cheapest car because they see value in spending additional money on it. Same thing does go for our health care services. Anything of importance in our life we typically do not spend the least on because it doesn't give us the value that we seek. But, but what about the point that in the past few years, index investing has outperformed active investing? We, we, we hear that all the time. Wall Street Journal talks about that all the time, and, uh, and many other people. Excellent point, and that's very true. The statement is an accurate one. But buy and hold investing, passive investing, does tend to perform the best in bull markets, and I mean bull markets and equities or fixed income or any other market that one's talking about, because doing nothing in those markets is, is a good thing. But one should not confuse luck with talent, because what happens then is we get into the lost decade, let's say from 2000 to 2010 in equities. 
Well, if one were to do nothing for that decade, one would have experienced two 50-plus percent declines and made zero return. The same logic that was applied in the bull market was applied in the sideways market with, with totally different results. So the bull market logic of doing nothing while it works is not a strategy. You know, that uh, that's uh, an excellent point. Uh, the, uh, I heard a uh, presentation the other day by uh, a hedge fund manager of a very large, reputable uh, hedge fund. And he said that one of the things that has happened over the past several years is that because of the infusion of cash by the Fed in uh, a couple of different ways, that that has propped up many stocks that shouldn't have been propped up and that ordinarily would have way underperformed. But with this infusion of cash, the money has been available to buy them, and it's an inflated price, really. Not among the top performers, but among the underperformers. And so that has propped up all of these indices that uh, just take all stocks, for example, in the S&P 500. And now that that has stopped, that infusion of cash has stopped, uh, even though we still have low interest rates, as interest rates rise without the infusion of cash, those lower-performing stocks not performing performing as companies not as a stock price they're going to feel it and that those indices are not going to perform in the future as they have in the past w would you agree with that i would very much agree with that charlie cash when it's infused into the investment markets into the global capital markets has to be put to work it cannot exist as just cash and as that cash is deployed, it has to go in the liquid investment markets to, we'll use gold as a representative of alternatives, but it has to go into stocks or bonds or gold. So as that artificial supply of capital being supplied around the world, by the way, not just the Fed, right? the European Central Bank is doing the same thing, that artificial supply of cash has driven bonds up, artificially bringing interest rates down, that that capital, which cannot lock itself up with those low of rates, then has to seek out either gold or stocks. In this case, generally stocks, but gold has also had a great run for the last 10 years. That capital is artificially infused into the capital markets. And that's also one of the reasons why we've seen 17% of all publicly traded shares being repurchased over the last decade. That's not normal supply and demand. Excellent point. Excellent point. You know, this is very interesting stuff. We need to take a short break here, Peter. Um, and when we come back, let's talk about a couple of myths that you see between in regards to active investment management versus passive investment management beyond the ones we've already talked about here. Again, we're talking with Peter Mothy, Vice President uh, at Flexible Plan Investments out of Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, and we will be right back. All right, we're back with Charlie Wright for some market insights. Who are you talking with this week, Charlie? Paul, we're talking with Brian Goligoski, founder and CEO of Stillwater Capital out of beautiful San, Santa Barbara. And Brian writes a newsletter this week in the market. So, Brian, what do you have for us this week? 
Again, we got technology off to the races, and we've got a lot of churn under the overall banner of the indexes. Brian, I read in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere all the time, all you need to do is buy a cheap index, and you can outperform all these mutual funds, etc. What do you think of that? Well, what's been true in the last few years is you can throw a dart at an index, but you can't necessarily throw a dart at any stock, given how much disconnect there is under the surface, the way indexes work, the way 10 to 15 stocks basically drive each one, there's a lot of opportunity under the surface for someone that employs long short strategies the way I do to take advantage of energy falling out of bed or financials having some headline risk or technology doing well. And so we've had a good year so far in the market year to date. Tell us who's been winners and losers, who's happy and who's sad. Happiest has been technology investors and the secondary extent to healthcare investors. Who's suffered the most has been energy. And to be honest, since the election, piece of the Trump trade that's held up the best has been aerospace and defense, but financials have round trip and a lot of other industries that were supposed to feel the tailwind of the new administration have completely round trip that trade. That's another sub story that isn't really told that much. So uh, what do you see moving forward? So moving forward, we've got pretty rich valuations in the United States and clearly we've got some tension both amongst investors, amongst policymakers, etc. So I would say for the remainder of the year, the best gains have been had and we're probably going to chop around. I know that's not a technical term, but um, I wouldn't expect another 8% tacked onto your return if you're invested domestic. You probably have a better opportunity overseas and in emerging markets where valuation is still cheaper. Hey, everybody, you heard it here first. Brian, thank you very much. And how can people get your newsletter? You can contact Stillwater Capital by sending an email to contact at stillcap.com, and we'll sign you up and have you on the Friday distribution for This Week in the Markets. Thank you, Brian, very much for the insight. Thanks, Charlie. All right, we're back with Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with uh, Peter Mothy, Vice President Flexible Plan Investments out of Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. I just thought during the break here, Peter, uh, about one of the uh, famous sayings of Warren Buffett that uh, certainly applies here. Uh, We were talking about passive investments, uh, investment management, and people not really doing anything uh, in terms of getting in and out of markets, etc. And uh, Warren Buffett has said, uh, you don't know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. That tells us here that, uh, you know, as long as the markets are rising, we don't necessarily need that insurance of uh, market timing, how getting in and out, tactical uh, structure, etc. But when the markets are sideways, or especially when they go south, we know right away that we needed that insurance. You know, Charlie, Warren Buffett is always often referred to as a passive investor and makes comments along those lines. But if you take a look at what he what he does with his capital, for example, the billions of dollars that he's sitting on today, he's sitting on because he's waiting for an appropriate time to deploy it. That is active investment management. If he were passive, he would always be fully invested which he is not. So there are different ways to interpret this passive versus active. Jack Bogle also before has referred to the adjustments he makes in his allocation. Well, that's a form of being active. Any form of active management, or the act of being active, if you will, takes many different shapes. It does not mean being a trader, as I mentioned before. And so as we deploy a tactic as investors, whether as an individual or a professional, as long as we recognize that we have really three objectives, 
one, is making an attractive return, two, is trying to protect against the large drawdown or decline in our portfolio, and the third, which most individual investors don't pay attention to as much as professional investors do, which is the periodic volatility that just comes and goes week to week and day to day in the market. But those can only be managed together if one is active and has a deliberate pursuit to manage those. So, Peter, give us, uh, we've got time for one more, uh, what we could call myth about uh, the benefits of passive investing over active investing. What would you describe as another myth of that? Well, one of those myths is it has to do with the compensation of investment managers. And there's this myth that investment managers don't have a vested interest in the success of their portfolios because their compensation isn't tied to it. And that's really not true. In the individual world of investment managers, that can be true because the law prevents investment advisors and investment managers from sharing in the profits of individual investors in most cases. But if you get to the professional portfolio manager at the proprietary trading desk, like the Goldman Sachs of the world, private funds like hedge funds of the world, and even some mutual fund managers, compensations, they are very closely tied to the profitability and or the excess returns over their benchmark that they make on behalf of their clients. Compensation in the professional world of investment management is directly is often directly tied to the profitability of the client. You know, that's an excellent point, and uh, I, I do hear that fairly often, that uh, whatever the structure is at Fidelity or American Funds or other mutual fund families, that uh, these folks have their money invested elsewhere, and they're really not tied to the performance, but uh, you, you make an excellent point there. So a question uh, Peter would like to ask all of our guests, what keeps you awake at night? Two things keep me awake at night. One is... In the world of global investment markets today, where we have the liquidity that we have around the globe, the thought of the markets, uh, an event causing the markets to close for an extended period, as it's happened in, uh, on 9-11, where the capital around the world is unable to move, whether defensively or offensively, concerns me. The second thing that keeps me up at night is worry about my kids. Well, you're not alone on either one of those there, Peter. Uh, <laughs> I think we, we all share uh, share both of those here. So uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Sure. Um, number two, what book on investing would you recommend to our listeners? Actually, I have two I think I'll mention, Charlie. One is uh, a book written by Jack Schwager, who is a professional investment manager himself. But he wrote some books, one in particular, New Market Wizards, uh, which was an interview of professional managers. And I, I recommend this because it not only sh has interviews with people who have been successful active managers, but it shows the diversity of personality and the diversity of methods that are used by active managers. There's no one best way, in other words. The second book, but before you move up, before we move on there, Peter, how to uh, spell Schwager for our for our listeners? Yes, it's S C H W A G E R. 
Thank you. And by the way, several people, when we've asked that question over the past three years in our 250 plus interviews, several people have recommended books by Jack Schwager. So obviously, uh, in the investment industry, he is well known and well respected. And whatever he says is uh, certainly uh, received with, with respect and appreciation. Yes. And the second book I'd like to to suggest uh, your readers read is was written by one of the new market wizards that Jack interviewed. His name is Tom Basso, and his his name his titled name is Thomas F as in Frank Basso B as in Bravo A S S O, and it's titled Panic Proof Investing. Now, this was written more as a guide for the individual investor in terms of how to be self-aware and self-disciplined in managing their own investments. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, That second one, we have not had that recommended before. Uh, Tom Basso, uh, Panic Proof Investing. So thank you very much for doing that. So give us the website and contact information for uh, FPI, Flexible Plan Investments. Flexible Plan Investments can be reached at our website, which is www.flexibleplan.com. And on our website there, uh, your subscribers can also subscribe to our weekly hotline, which comes out with our commentary, usually led off by our founder and CEO, uh, Jerry Wagner. And if they have any questions, your readers uh, or your listeners can feel free to reach out to me at 800 347-3539. I'd be glad to take their call. Okay. Thank you very much. So uh, final words for, by the way, you guys do have that, that weekly newsletter is excellent. Uh, I've been receiving it for some time here and always appreciate and enjoy uh, Jerry Wagner's uh, direction and thoughts and the other things that are contained therein. So I can recommend it for anybody. Before we get to your final words here, you guys work with investment advisors correct you do also do you also work with uh investors directly not directly charlie all of our work goes to support the the efforts of of registered personnel in the industry whether they're affiliated with a broker firm brokerage firm or registered investment advisor our internal services are set up to provide investment management services and back office services for them as they service the needs of their clientele, which would be the individual investor. All right, thank you. So final words for our listeners here, Peter. Be patient, be prudent, and stay focused on managing the risk. Opportunity is ever-present as long as you've got capital to participate in the markets. You know, that's as succinct and brief and direct as uh, we've heard and uh, great advice. So, Peter, thank you very much for joining us today, and our best wishes to you and FPI in continued success here. Thank you, Charlie. Again, we've been talking with Peter Monty, Vice President of Flexible Plan Investments out of Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We'd love to have you contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. And you can go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright and wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing.
Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing.